the signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California won the big game. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44 of the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vine, the boogie woogie man. This is Coach Fry with Virginia Tech football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the Big Dog, Rick Watson. And salutations, and uh, we welcome you to the uh, road edition of BDST. Tonight, the Highlanders are taking on the Charleston Southern Bucks from nearby CSU Fieldhouse. So I'm here with the team after the long, long ride down to uh, Charleston, South Carolina throughout the day yesterday. But we are here, Dan Steinbach back to the studio. And as always, uh, we invite you to join us up on the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text line 744-2990, Rick at New River Radio. And you can send me a message on, hang on, what is this app called? Messenger. <laughs> what a concept. So, uh, yeah, we're here. Dan, how are you this morning? I know Dan got a lot of sleep, too. Oh, yeah, a lot of sleep. I'm feeling great, Rick. <laughs> so Dan was in there work, uh, running the entire Tech basketball game last night. He had to do the pregame and then that, so he left yet. And then he was nice enough to hang on. While I um, got here as quick, well, once we got here, I got back down here as quickly as I could to uh, test our connection and everything, and he was still there near 10 o'clock last night, and now he's back up again this morning. So, I mean, I know you're an engineering guy, so you're going to have to get used to these kind of hours, Dan. What I'm doing is trying to help you for your future. You know, when I was uh, living in (laughs) California last year, I did have some (laughs) rough hours. I I was up at 5 a.m. every morning. It was just a matter of getting my body used to that. Uh, I worked... Uh, the morning shift over there, and that was a seven to three shift. Which honestly, if I can get that whenever wherever my next job is, um, I'll take it because a seven to three felt amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of I haven't done that in a long time. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I'm hanging around. I get I get home at a pretty decent time last night. It's like uh, I don't know, ten fifteen by the time I'm out of here. Um, you know, I'm trying to get to bed around eleven o'clock. I'm trying to tell my body to go to sleep. It's like all right, you gotta you gotta get up in the morning. That just did not happen. Um, so I don't know. We'll try we'll try again for tomorrow. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and of course, the the you know the folks at the station nice enough to offer the uh, overnight accommodations on that couch. Oh but yeah, I think you made a strong decision to go on and what little sleep you did get, do it in your own bed because that couch would have had you in traction the rest of the day. Yeah, my back would not be uh, happy with me if I did that. No, 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 no. You would have, you would not have enjoyed that. So. Uh, but uh, let us know what's on your mind. We have Keon Brown at 6.35, and uh, he and I both a little happier over the last week of Radford basketball. We'll get into that. Another uh, just uh, sound defeat last night for Virginia Tech men's basketball. Dan and I will talk about that. We have uh, Bill Roth, the Roth Report, coming up in hour number three. And then uh, David Teal joins us, the Hall of Fame Power Hour, coming up here on the program. And uh, anything else you'd like to talk about, whatever direction, it's fine. As uh, here in North Charleston, there's no uh, shortage of uh, restaurants all over the place. You can walk around. It's kind of nice. There's a pretty cool, there's a uh, Tanger Outlet Mall right across the road from us. So I'm sure that after we get back from our uh, shoot-around a little bit later, our guys will make it over. It's kind of cool where you walk out, and you know how the Nike store just attracts everybody. You see that big swoosh, and I'm sure our guys will head over there at some point um, to spend some of their meal money on <laughs> stuff from the uh, from the Nike store. Just a hunch. Heck, I'm going to go over there myself you know, and check it out. But the uh, weather's nice here. Think about it. You know what? I mean, it's not much different than there, though, Dan. I'm telling you right now. All right, so back home. It's 60 degrees here, and it's uh, 56 in Radford. So, you know, we come to North Charleston for a four-degree difference. That's not much. It's not much, and I'll tell you this. Uh, spring is starting to really creep up. I mean, I just checked the weather. I, I didn't see the high of today, but I'm assuming it's going to creep up into the mid-60s because I don't oh, think I we're going to get that much rain here. Um, but then you go back home to where I'm from in Michigan. Detroit hit a record February high yesterday. We got up to 73 73 in Detroit in February. In February. Oh yeah. Um, wow. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm in the mo- I'm I've reached y- you know how I feel about uh I know. the winter months. I, I, I feel I- I'm happy about them, but I'm getting to the point now where it's late February and I'm I'm sick of the sun. <laughs> I'm si- I'm sick of it being pitch black at 6 o'clock. Uh, yes. so I I am welcoming longer days. I'm welcoming warmer weather. I don't know if I am ready for this quick a turnaround though cuz you know, you walk outside and you're getting so used to just throwing yes. on a hoodie. And then yeah. you go outside and, oh, I'm going to be sweating all day. Um, so, yeah, I would have I liked a little bit more of a steady buildup. But that's our world now. Don't we have the clock change coming up pretty soon? Like, I think that's happening here in early March. I mean, I'm not yeah, sure early March, right? maybe like second weekend of March. I don't know. There that we used, go. That always changes. There we go. Well, I love it. I mean, you know. I know you're, you know, where you're from. By the way, uh, congratulations. You're, I won't say your Michigan Wolverines, but maybe there's a part of you that's a Michigan guy. Right? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Well, then the hell with your Michigan Wolverines. That's yeah. exactly right. You're a Lions guy, though. No. No? <laughs> I'm I everything. you were a Lions guy. No, no, no. I'm, I am, 
I'm happy for the city that the team is <laughs> successful. If, if you're going to congratulate me on anything, congratulations, congratulate me on uh, the Detroit Red Wings and uh, their current okay. absolute Fair. stampede that they're on. Uh, I got spring break coming up, my last spring break coming up. I'm uh, leaving on Friday. You going to Red Wings game? I am going. They're, they have one home game on Saturday, and I got tickets for it. And I am so stoked. I think we got Florida coming in. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a really good game. Florida's really good this season. Uh, wings are hot. It, it's gonna be electric down there. I can't, I can't wait. I haven't been to a Wings game in years. I probably haven't been. I've been to one Wings game at Little Caesars Arena. I just went with my parents, but that was years ago. That may have been the second year of the stadium. The stadium opened up. I want to say sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Um, before that, I've just remembered uh, going to Joe Louis Arena um, as a kid, and that, that that was a fun place to be. Uh, I was there probably as the Wings were kind of on their decline. You know, they weren't really competing for cups, but they were still making right, the playoffs. Right. Um, but no, it's awesome to see them playing well again, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm so stoked to go. Well. I mean, have you gotten involved in the uh, the squid uh, tradition? Have you done that? You, you know what? I was honestly thinking about that. <laughs> you need to. I, gen- I I'm I'm going solo because all my friends are you know away at work <laughs> or away at college right now, <laughs> back home. Um, so I'm going solo. So I was thinking, you know what? I might as well. I, I want to stay for the whole game, so I, I'm not gonna partake this time. Uh, but at some point in my adult life, if I have like a spare, because I was looking at tickets, right? <laughs> If if next week because they're on the road, that's the problem. It, it's a Saturday. Ooh. It's a Saturday home game, but all of next week they're on the road. So if but it was like a Tuesday it. afternoon where yeah. tickets drop from a hundred dollars on the weekend to like thirty bucks on a Tuesday, pop over, get an octopus, spend thirty bucks on a ticket, go in first period, get a goal, throw it on the ice, and I'm home by two o'clock. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's the plan. Yeah. I'm with you. One of these days. And people are like, "What are you talking about?" Well, if I'm not mistaken, the, the it wasn't. It was actually an octopus back in what was it? It was in the 50s, 60s, 50s, I think. And they did the uh, octopus on the ice because it symbolized with the eight legs at the time how many wins they needed to win the cup. If I'm not mistaken, and it just it's kind of continued through the years. Yeah, it's just it's kind of been our it's thing. Cool. It's like our it's like our second mascot. I would say if we had it to I love it because we don't we don't have an animal. So I mean, that's kind of just what. Uh, do, do they have a guy? Do they have a guy in a costume there? We do not. We do not. Um, okay, well, well, that's a marketing. We, we, we might try that every once. We might try that once. <laughs> well. What I am excited for is uh, my Detroit Tigers are finally getting around to getting their MLB City Edition jerseys this season. Now, most City Edition jerseys yeah. have been crap, but uh, I am holding out hope that ours will be good because I always have more reasons to spend more money. Well, they're not going to be. Have you seen that? You, I'm sure you have the controversy with the spring training uniforms. Oh, don't I even mean, get me what started a, what on a disgrace. that. What a disgrace baseball has become. They it are, never ends. It never ends. I can't even explain how ridiculous what is going. I mean, it, it's a bit of a stretch. I don't know who exactly it was, but I think someone on the Dodgers has a hyphenated last name. And everyone's been talking about, okay, what happened? You know, what would these jerseys look like if Jared Saltolamacchia was still playing? Would we do we have a name somewhere in baseball where we could complete a full circle of the player's name around the jersey number? It's such a bad design so choice. Bad. You, you can see through so the pants. Bad. It's 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 not going good. Nike ruins everything. I mean, it just does. It hasn't. The NFL uniforms have gotten worse. The baseball is bad, and the problem is going to be this whole fanatics thing. Everybody's you know fanatics is valued at thirty billion. It's going to go bankrupt at some point because everybody that's starting to investigate realizing how cheaply they're producing 
their items and now they're trying to put their own logo and everything it, it's going to end up being one of those things where everything looks good now it's going to be like the under armor implosion you know when they went out of business and bankrupt and now they just use select schools and they just kind of tempered their whole um, business model it's going to be the same thing with this fanatics thing it's just it's not going to work the stuff is cheap man it, it is i don't know what they <laughs> but the baseball unions look like napkins <laughs> and the players say they feel like napkins, and the see-through thing is a major problem, and baseball's kind of gone mum on it. It's kind of interesting to see Rob Manford just kind of, oh, we were promised they were going to be the best quality. Well, no, they're not. So it's awful. Well, he's getting yeah. out of there soon, so he doesn't really yeah. care anymore. Yeah, oh, well, not soon enough. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, so Dan, now we've established that although he's from Detroit, he can't stand the Lions, but he is a huge, <laughs> he's a huge Red Wings and Tigers guy. And he hates Michigan. He cannot stand the Wolverines. Okay. Always no, been that that's way. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Happy to see them being bad in basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> not like Michigan State's doing any hot, but it's at true. least we're not last. <laughs> but uh, there you go. So Dan will be there. Now, tomorrow you're going to be there. Uh, just to remind people, we'll get in <laughs> We'll get in tomorrow morning from Charleston here after the game. Ah, you know, after we stop twice. I'd say probably between 4 and 5 a.m. So I will not be um, there in studio tomorrow. But, uh, Dan, you're going you're gonna to be doing the show with some peeps, right? I think Evan might be coming on. Is that correct? Talked to him yesterday. I would love to have the great Evan Hughes on. I mean, He'll I could have on. him maybe join uh, over a Comrex line or something. Um, yeah, but I know he's yeah. going to be on the – Correct. He's going to be on the road because um, women's basketball's got Notre Dame. Right, right. Um, you know, t- talking to some people, uh, trying not to fly solo tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we do. We want to give yeah. the listeners out there, uh, you know, a nice entertaining show Correct. without Rick on a nice Correct. Thursday morning. So Dan will have something for you tomorrow, and I'll be, uh, well, I'll be getting back and collapsing at that point. Don't think it'd be a good idea for me to be uh, in studio tomorrow would it would literally be coming off the road going down to Deadman, returning the van and then driving to the station you, yeah you wouldn't be delivering your no product. no 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 yeah it'd be a little punchy and then probably something would be said and i'd get in a lot of trouble <laughs> the wrong words or phrases come out you know because you you lose that filter at that point yeah yeah you're not thinking straight you're not there thinking straight but uh any event um we are doing the show today, though, and we do have the regular program. And uh, looking forward to talking to Keon about where we are with uh, college hoops and getting down to the stretch of things now, especially in our league here in the Big South. This is the last week. Tonight's game begins the last two games of the regular season. The Big South is one of the earliest postseason tournaments for NCAA qualification, which means that uh, – Whomever wins this thing is usually – they usually have a whole day of being highlighted because there have been times – the last time, as a matter of fact, Radford won the title when Carly Jones hit the shot as a redshirt freshman. Um, we were all over the place because we were the first team to qualify for the NCAA tournament that year. And so that was the shot, you know, and everybody remembers um, the excitement there. And I was all over the place doing radio shows across the country because that was it. You know, it started March Madness. It was really cool. And I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know what these other mid-major tournaments uh, look like schedule-wise. We probably fall on the same day as many of the other championship games. But through all the ups and downs, and there's been a lot of downs for Radford leading into last week, 
um, when they ended their five-game losing skid and, and won two games. Uh, all it takes is winning three games. And Radford, if they win tonight, will no longer have to worry about being in the play-in game, which is huge. Three games over three days, and there's really not that much separation between mid-majors in their conferences for the most part. That's the way it is in the Big South. So this team tries to continue its improvement tonight here in Charleston, South Carolina, and we'll be on the air at 6.30, a 7 o'clock tip. And then a little bit later, we're going to get into um, what Virginia Tech is going through, very similar to what Radford has gone through, and it just continues to be confounding about what goes on in Blacksburg with this men's basketball program. We'll get Dan's take on that. Another major loss, and, you know, I've been saying it for a few weeks, and, and people, you know, we're still trying to talk about metrics and all this stuff. The Tech's only shot to get into the tournament, folks, is to win the ACC tournament. They have to go on another magical run like they did a couple of years ago. But as Will Stewart published last night, and we're about to take our first break, since that run, since that ACC tournament championship, <coughs> excuse me, Tech uh, 23 and 27 of its last 50 games. So, yeah, yeah, something, uh, something's something got to improve for 24-25. We hope you're well. We're glad to have you with us. Really appreciate Dan being back in the studio. Keon Brown in just about 10 minutes or so. From North Charleston, BDST, the mobile studio, alive and well. We'll be back. seven minutes. I am uh, here mobile in North Charleston, South Carolina. Dan Steinbach back in our studios and um, we're going to head it to the break. How much time we have exactly, Dan? Yeah, you're looking at about a minute. Okay. So we were given um, four more tickets for the uh, Monster Truck evening show this Saturday, March the 2nd, 7.30 I believe. And it, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. I mean, there's a lot of cool things on there. And uh, we've been reading that uh, teaser real quick. Dan, can you read the teaser page? Rick? Let Remind people what's going on there. Use your best monster truck voice. Oh, Jesus, you're <laughs> catching me off guard here. One second. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the reader in front <clears> of me. <throat> here we go. All right. <clears throat> Just this whole thing? Yeah, right there, that little paragraph. Yeah. All right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> The Monster Truck Nitro Tour invades the Salem Civic Center on March 2nd for two monster shows. You're asking me to do a lot here, man. I got just a little bit of iced coffee. Trying to wake you up, that's all. These incredible 10,000-pound car-crushing giants compete in racing, wheelie contests, and then rock the house with amazing freestyle action during the Monster Truck Nitro Tour. Plus, you can meet the drivers and see the trucks up close at a pre-event autograph pit party. Go to WRDDRadio.com for ticket show information and a bonus chance to win. See, it's all in bold. It's all exclamated. We got four tickets here. Seems very fun. I've never been I to like Salem. It. Well, no, I've been to Salem once. But uh, I'm sure the Sal- Salem Sleep Center is a very nice place. Like it, man. Good stuff. Oh, I'm sure Good I can't wait to listen you. to that on the playback. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, call Dan here during the break. First person who gets through, they're yours. All right? If you want, oh, hopefully you want all four. 
If you want just two, you can let him know, and then we'll have two more to give away. But we'll do that now, 639-4900, 639-4900. Call right now. Call Dan and say you want to go to the Monster Truck Show. I mean, come on, after that vocal effort, how can you not? All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Keon Brown joins us next. We'll talk uh, all things hoops with the former Radford University Highlander when we return. Stay with us. Don't go away. Well, I'm still going to say pound for pound it's the best intro song that we have from any of our regular contributors to this program. As we are back here from uh, the North Charleston lobby here in uh, Fairfield by Marriott or whatever it's called. Joining us now on the program, he's our basketball correspondent. He's not here in Charleston, although he's been here quite a few times back during his playing days. Keon Brown joins us. KB, how are you? Rick Watson, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. How are you? How's the fam? Everybody good? I can't complain about a thing. Yesterday we celebrated a birthday. My lady just got a year older, so we went out to dinner and celebrated her yesterday and Saturday. So it's always a good time. Nice. What did you do now? What 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 kind of meal did she request for her birthday? So yesterday it was a little simple chili's meal, but on Saturday we had a full day plan. We started off, we went to a place called Bolero. You know, you can get a drink, you can eat some appetizers while you're bowling. And then we went to a paint and sip, and then we went to Firebirds. So that's how Saturday went. So we basically spent the day Saturday really celebrating, but yesterday we just went out as a family. So that was exciting. The kids did great out. You know, we got that, what, 11-month-old baby. So she did amazing yesterday. So, hey, man, we're blessed, man. Who I still have not met, by the way. Yeah, youngest dish. I'm, I, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a little, getting a little upset about that. I, I need to meet her. I I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta make that happen for you. I must. <laughs> now, what is Firebirds? That sounds pretty cool. It's a nice restaurant. I know they have one in Short Pump, Virginia. I'm not sure if there's one in Southwest Virginia. I know. I'm not sure how many locations they had, but I had a nice medium steak. I had some. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Agrutan potatoes, basically scalloped potatoes. Yeah. Some asparagus. I know you're the opposite. You're a Pepsi guy. Yeah, I'm a Coke Zero guy. I had about eight of those things. I can't get enough of those. But I know, I, you know, I know. my uh, my yearly ritual. We're almost there. The first week of the NCAA tournament, the first weekend, I'd rather, I eat. I drink only Pepsi, uh, Diet Pepsi, in honor of Rick Watson. That is a oh, yearly well, thing. I appreciate well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. That means a lot. And you just described the exact meal that I would have had, by the way. I would have okay. had the steak. I would have had the steak. I would have had the potatoes and the asparagus right there because I do like asparagus with my steak, too. So there you go. That was the Rick Watson meal you had. You didn't even know it. So I thought it went medium rare I'm, on the steak. Yeah, yeah, I knew. That's the only difference for you. I know you're a medium rare guy. I still got to get one of your famous <laughs> medium rare steaks. You do. You need to. You need to check that out, and you'll you'll be changed forever. You'll be changed forever. Yeah. All right. Here we are. The you'll final week. Sauce, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad y'all had a good weekend. Uh, she is, by the way, Keon's um, better half. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous lady. Really is. Inside and out. You're too kind, Inside brother. Inside and. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so here we are the last week of the regular season. You went through this as a player, and the Highlanders, you know, the last week have worked out some things, and it was interesting. I thought about you um, because we're sitting there last Thursday night. I know you watched it, and we're, you know, we're down on our luck, KB. You know that. Five in a row they've lost, right? You go into Gardner-Webb. It's Tim Kraft. They don't lose games there, especially on national TV. Right. And it was, I mean, it was lights out. The Highlanders uh, jumped on them early scored 90 points, blew them out of their own building. Then they followed up and go into Asheville and win on Saturday. The Highlanders followed up with a big win against Longwood. And I thought about you because Justin Archer was our player of the game. Uh, he had another double-double. It was 14 points, 13 rebounds. He was a presence. And we had him on, and he didn't mince words. I said, what changed? And he said, uh, we just we got pissed off. <laughs> he said, He said, we're not going out like this. We brought the team together. Um, we had a conversation away from the coaches, and we decided that we're not just going to lose out. We're not just going to go out with a whimper like this. This is unacceptable. So, And you said that, and I thought, well, KB just said yeah. that somebody on this team has to step up, and it looks like it was Justin Archer. Yeah, Justin Archer is a guy who's always been consistent. He's a bruiser. You remember what happened at Longwood? No-nonsense type of guy. You mess with him consequences and repercussions he's unbelievable as a player as a human so it's no surprise that he's the guy that stepped up but I also called out somebody in a passionate way in a loving way in a way of being a member of part of a pretty much a fraternity of a jersey that I put on in Dequan Smith and he answered the call as well he was this week's Big South player of the week I said if anybody's going to lead this team on the court it's going to be him this team can do what they want, although you're in last place right now. And what a difference a week makes. You go from last to a tie in fifth place, and now you're at Charleston Southern at the Buck Dome against a team that plays great defense led by a great young head coach inside them, Lee, R.J. Johnson, Tajay Kelly, who's a bruiser. And you have an opportunity to get out of that first game on Wednesday. This is an important game, and I still expect Dequan Smith to be the guy on the court because in that matchup against Gardner-Webb, he did it all. You can tell that he had a different sense of fire in his game as well. And then during Saturday's matchup against Longwood, another complete team effort. Threes galore, both teams shot well, but Rafa was able to pull it off in the end. This is the team that I thought we would get during the entire conference season. But that's water under the bridge. You move on. You had that tough spell. Now you're at Charleston Southern, a must-win game, in my opinion, tonight, versus Asheville in the last game of the season on Saturday. You still can move up. Who knows what this league is going to look like because anybody can lose on any given night. Yeah, High Point looks like the best team all around. They look unbelievable. Offensively, they look unstoppable. But you'll worry about them at another time. You still can control your destiny. And I'm just so excited to see how the guys are going to come out and play because I can see how you can get down after being in sole possession of last place. And now you're in a tie for fifth place controlling your destiny against another team. So that is shy with you. So the team looks great. The coaching staff looks, you know, like they're rejuvenated as well. You can still accomplish what you want. Just because you were picked second in the preseason doesn't mean that you have to finish there now. You won't finish there. That's okay but you can still play your best 
and win a championship, but it's got to be a complete team effort, and you're going to have to be your best for these next, what, six games, whatever it is left, if you're going to be able to cut down those nets. Kim Brown joining us on the program. He is our basketball correspondent. As he mentioned, Radford wins tonight. They don't have to worry about the play-in game any longer. Same thing for Charleston Southern. So there is a lot on the line. But the thing that doesn't get lost is uh, something that, um, you know, Darius Nuggles talked about. It's the last week of the season, and, you know, it's been a disappointing year. I mean, we're talking about trying to stay out of the play-in game. So, But you yeah. can correct it very quickly, right? You can correct it in one weekend. And people don't may not understand if you don't follow the league or mid-majors like, uh, you know, we do, KB, but there's very little separation between the top and the bottom. And anything can happen, even though High Point's hosting, it takes three wins. And we've seen it happen a lot, right? Somebody from the lower seating um, will step up and go on a run. And it's a one-bid league, man, and everybody's chasing the Sunday championship game. Absolutely. It's one of the toughest leagues in college basketball. You know, I know it's a disappointing season, but the league is always competitive. So you're always going to have teams competing with one another. And it always comes down to the last weekend as far as set standards. So, I mean, I'm sure they're disappointed because I know they wanted to compete for a regular season title. That's over with. Doesn't matter. You only can move forward now. And I think they're on the right track. You want to be playing your best basketball. It seems that they're certainly playing their best basketball right now. And, you know, you just got to go to high point, take it one game at a time. You win today. You got three games in three days. It's not the road less travel. You'll be facing some tough opponents. But Rafford is a team because of the talent on that roster and because of the coaching that nobody wants to play. I can guarantee that nobody's going to want to see the Highlanders. And, you know, however the bracket ends up on Saturday, there'll be some teams sweating because Rafford is on that side and they know that it won't be a night off, although they've been at the bottom of the stand as much of the conference season. Well, the tide has not gotten better or turned positively for Mike Young's team in Blacksburg. They lose again last night uh, at Syracuse, and it's a confounding how bad they've been on the road. I mean, all year they have not been able to correct their road woes, and it's the team now that's just looking for some kind of miracle come ACC tournament time like they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, two years ago, I remember they were went on a skid, and you asked me, can Virginia Tech win the ACC tournament? I said, they absolutely can, and they went on and won it. Last year, you asked me, could they do it? I said, they absolutely can't do it, and they didn't do it. I'm going to ask myself the question, can Virginia Tech win the ACC tournament? <laughs> I don't believe so, and it's unfortunate because I love Coach Young. Obviously, Coach Byers is literally – when I mean literally, he's literally like my big brother. And it's so unfortunate to say that, but they got some bad losses. Notre Dame was just a bad loss at a bad time. Losing against Syracuse yesterday was a winnable game. At Pittsburgh was very winnable, and then it just got out of control. And now you're versus, you play versus Wake Forest, who had a bad loss yesterday. You should win at Louisville, and then you got another matchup with Notre Dame at home. So you still have a chance to win your last three because they're winnable games. But it's going to come down to the ACC tournament. Simple as that. Not a championship appearance, uh, championship game appearance in the tournament. You have to win the entire thing, and it's going to be tough. And, you know, the metrics, the Ken Palms, they don't favor the ACC. 
So if you're at the bottom of the ACC, you're at the bottom looking up. And for all of those teams at the bottom, you must win the ACC tournament. And anytime you say there's only one way to get in the tournament during this time for any team, you know what you're talking about. So it's not just Virginia Tech in the ACC. It's other teams every uh, in all leagues that are at the bottom looking up. But Tech's the team that's going to have to try to make a run. I don't see it happening, but it's March. We've seen weirder things happen. We've seen teams like St. Peter's, you know, make it to an Elite Eight, right? We've seen teams like UMBC be the first team to beat UVA in the first round of the tournament. So March is just a magical year. So I'll give them about an 8% chance, right, that'll give them to, to win the ACC tournament. But I just don't see it happening. Does Virginia make it in as an at-large? Like if the, if the selection was tonight, do you think they get in as bad as they have looked? I mean, I keep seeing only three teams, Carolina, Duke, and Clemson are in. It's hard to believe. I, I kept fighting against that, thinking there's no way the ACC is only going to get three teams in. But uh, do you think Virginia squeezes in? You th- even though the metrics may or may not like them, you think reputation, they very, I mean, what do you think? How much work do you think they have to do after what's happened to Tony Bennett's squad? Yeah, I think if they win a game in the ACC and tournament, I think they'll be in. They do have some good wins. You know, they do have a win at Clemson. That was huge. Um, you know, they still got a game against Duke. That's another quad one win opportunity. Um, you know, they beat Wake Forest. That was a quad one win. Although they beat Virginia Tech, and that was, I think it was a quad two win for those guys. So I think they'll be in. I think, like you said, reputation has a huge part, will be a huge part of that. You know, they won't let Tony Bennett be out. I don't think they'll only allow, what, three ACC teams in the tournament. I think at the minimum, there'll be four of those guys representing the league. And, you know, two guaranteed the North Carolina Tar Heels and Duke Blue Devils are in for sure. But I think UVA will represent the ACC as that fourth team. But, Teams have opportunities to build their resume. As I said, anything can happen in March. So anybody can go on a run at this time of year. So maybe another team could sneak in from the bottom, maybe a Wake Forest, but they had a just, you know, an awful loss um, after beating Duke this past weekend. Yeah. You go out and lose to Notre Dame, who I think is the best defensive team in the ACC. But, you know, anything could happen at this time of year. That's why it's the most exciting you hear the rumblings going off a bit about them trying to change the field. Do not change the field. Everything is perfect how it is, right? So we've got conference tournaments coming up. And I think, but like at the end of the day, yes, to answer your question, UVA will be in the tournament. Yeah, I think Wake got knocked out last night. They got work to do now, right? Yeah, you they lose did. to Notre Dame. I yeah. mean, they, they're going to have to figure it out. Pitt, I don't think, is in either. Um, after they lose at Clemson. So, I mean, the league, it's been like this all year, right? It's been a competitive league. Uh, not horrible teams, but they're just doing enough damage to themselves, aren't they, to where the non-conference metrics don't add up because they lost a lot of games in the non-conference, and now here they are, you know, struggling, beating each other night in and night out. So the ACC's got some issues. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But still, though, I think you're right. I, I just I don't see them just sitting there on Selection Sunday going, oh, okay, only three teams in from this conference. But we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The ACC always has a team who makes a deep run in the tournament. You look at the teams like what the Big Ten in the last few years was always considered the best league in college basketball. And then 
you know, by the first weekend, half of the teams are out. And then the ACC's got teams or Final Four, Elite Eights, whatever the case may be. So they're always a team who represents the well in the tournament. Well, we'll sell. see how it plays out. Uh, are you on tonight? Are you broadcast? You got it a home game or road game? Where's Longwood tonight? Longwood's on the road tonight. I have their senior night on Saturday against High Point. And then next week, Rick Watson and Keon Brown are back, at least for a day at least, for the Big South Tournament. So I'm excited about that, brother. Yeah, can't wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right, my friend, listen, I appreciate you as always, and uh, give uh, give your uh, your better half a belated happy birthday for me. All right, will do, brother. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man, take care. Appreciate you. There you go. Good stuff from Keon Brown, our basketball correspondent. And, Dan, you were telling me we did have a winner, right? We got our monster truck tickets given away. Yeah, congrats to Chris. I uh, took all four. My sultry announcer voice. See? Which I'm grateful you gave me a break from in that segment. Uh, See? Because my throat is still recovering a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I Okay. You know how you always go back and you always hate how your voice sounds? In my head, I thought I sounded okay. Uh, no, you're fine. So you're I'm fine. excited you to listen to that in the playback. Well, you're going you're gonna to hear you still sound better than anything Bruce Springsteen has ever sung. So keep that in mind. So you got that going I'll for you. I'll take that as a compliment. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our thanks to Keon Brown. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour two, Dan and I will discuss more about tech. What does he see as the problem going on? I, I think I have a, a decent feel for what's going on there. We'll, we'll talk about that. Anything else that's on your mind? We've got uh, college baseball from last night, Tech and Radford on the diamond down in the New River Valley. Hope everybody's doing okay as we wrap up hour one here from the hotel lobby here, the Fairfield Marriott in North Charleston. some uh, morning entertainment for the patrons here at the hotel as they have their their morning foods. Um, as Keon mentioned, uh, Tech's next three games all winnable. They have a home game against Wake. I would feel good about them winning that. Um, go to Louisville. I mean, you, know, you should win that, but, you know, you're on the road. And, of course, Notre Dame coming in, that feels like that's going to be uh, a win as well. But none of those wins will do much at all. Maybe the Wake game, but that hurts them mightily that Wake lost last night to Notre Dame. I mean, Wake's one of those typical teams in the conference that they're going to look at, right? 15-0 and at home, 2-8 and on the road. Virginia Tech, 12-2 and at home, 1-9 and on the road. That kind of thing matters to the committee beyond the metrics. They look at these things as humans and say, ooh. So, we'll, we'll see um, if they can at least win those games and get some momentum heading into the tournament. That's what happened, in, you know, a couple years ago, and we still all remember that. So um, can you catch lightning in a bottle twice? Sure. But this team doesn't have the same quality depth. They don't have the same post play. And 
bad news is they don't have the same defensive intensity. They don't have that 94 feet of defense that keeps them from watching teams go on huge runs as Syracuse did last night in the middle part of that first half and really never look back. Dan Steinbach back in the studios. Hour two coming up. Bill Roth, David Teal in the Power Hour as we broadcast live here from North Charleston ahead of the Radford game tonight at Charleston Southern. We're back for hour two after this. Thank you.